Why is it that every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Don't you know y'all supposed to just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Film, TV, and music news and discussions, plus reviews in addition to our Say Something Nice challenge, in which we challenge each other to say something nice about the best and worst in pop culture. Be sure to check us out at ssmpodcast.com and on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, and tune in. Be sure to like and share the show on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where we are under the handle SSM Podcast. And be sure to comment and rate us five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Brandon, and this is the Say Something Nice Podcast. We're so glad to have you all today. I think I did double applause. Uh, today is Sunday, October the 28th, 2018, uh, a couple of days before Halloween. Or for those of you who, you know, are sanctified, um, um, the um, holy day at the church where y'all just exchange pumpkins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am here today with Latria. Hey. Ali. Hello. Uh, Coffee Light and Sweet. Hi. And Theo. Hey, what's going on? All right. So everybody is here today. We have a lot to talk about. Um, so I'll go ahead and just jump us right into I know a lot of terrible things happened this week in the news and stuff, like a whole lot of horrible stuff from, you know, people losing their lives, financial things. But we're going to try our best to talk about things that make us happy, more or less, including people losing their goddamn jobs. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So what has everybody seen? I'll start with Theo because he told me he had a bunch of movies he saw. What has everybody seen that does not involve um, witches, black cats, and warlocks? Um, so anytime I'm in, um, anytime there's something bad going on in the world, I like to make myself happy by watching animated films. And so since I needed to catch up on a bunch of movies, I watched uh, Coco for the first time. (gasps) I still haven't seen that. It's really good. It's really good. Uh, Had me a little emotional towards the end. Uh, but I watched that. I watched, uh, I think, Sing and Cars 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. I, I haven't seen Sing. Is Sing good? Sing I, is cute, yeah. Yeah. It's, cool. it's on Netflix. Hmm, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, a fun, it's a fun little movie. Okay. And Cars 3, is it better than Cars 1 and 2? <laughs> I liked it. It was yeah, it was all right. I mean, I think because I started with Coco, then I watched everything after, and Coco kind of just set the bar for me <laughs> as far as like the animated movies of the week. So yeah, um, yeah, I watched that, and I went to the theater and watched uh, Halloween uh, yesterday. So, uh, how was it? <sighs> um, are you t- are you tired of tired of it by now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't nothing new. It was, you know, people still doing the same stupid stuff as far as running off into the woods and wanting to investigate what's going on here with this wrecked bus. And, you know, where, you know, it's, you know they know Michael Myers is on the loose. So why are we doing these things? Right. But oh, this is um, new Halloween, 2018 Halloween? Yeah. With Jamie D. Curtis? Yeah. Yeah. She, well, that was a nice part. The, the, the thing with her and her, uh, her daughter and her granddaughter, um, they pretty much were the, the heroes of the film. Okay. 
So, so Theo, remind um, just just um, to follow up on that. So, from what I'm hearing, this is the direct sequel to the first Halloween. All the other Halloweens are like they're not they're not canonically part of the universe anymore. Um, I'm not sure. Actually, my, the very first Halloween I've ever watched is the one the Rob. I think it was Rob Zombie. Yeah, when the they reboot go back a couple to of his, years ago. The reboot, yeah, when they go back to his childhood. Um, okay. Well, what I've heard is that this one is like all the other Halloweens. Um, you can forget about all those. That's what it, I heard, this, yeah. this one of Jamie Lee Curtis is the exact is, is the actual canonical um, sequel to the very first one. <clears throat> yeah, I've heard the yeah. same thing. Yeah, but it's uh, they, yeah. they said it was a really good reboot. Um, not reboot sequel. They said it was really really good. Apparently, so that's gonna make all of the money. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I guess it wasn't a bad horror film. It was just kind of the same, the same thing, you know. Right. Uh, the jump scares, you know. Uh, Old hat. Yeah, all that, all that jazz. You know, Tina. He had the babysitter, stereotypical babysitter who invites her boyfriend over to the house. Oh gosh. Uh, which was funny. Uh, it was a very funny scene because I want to say this is like the only black person I've seen in the movie mm-hmm. was a little kid and he he probably he, he had more sense than everybody in the movie. He was like, oh shit, it's time to go. Right. So, <laughs> um, that was that was a very funny part of the movie. Um, other than that, just the same thing. A bunch of, uh, a party, high school party, costume party, people are drunk. Uh, there's some, you know, kid that's forcing himself on a girl at some point. Um, it's the stereotypical, like, the typical uh, horror flick. Mm-hmm. So, from the eighties, did they make? Did they make? Did they make all the victims? Um, um, was it um, shitty people before they kill them, so that way you don't feel bad about them dying? <laughs> it, was, it was one or two of them like that, but um, some way, somehow, Michael made his way through all the people close to. Uh, he was getting closer and closer to, to Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, family. Uh, cause I think he, he, I think he, yeah, I believe he killed two of her granddaughter's friends, which he had no way they were con- knowing them, that they were connected. Um, but yeah, not everybody was shitty. I think it was like a couple of people who were. Um, yeah. yeah, it was entertaining. That's okay, because that's that's typical horror movie tropes, right? You you can't you can't make people too likable because if if they if you do, then when they die, you'll be like, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> And then you won't want to watch the rest of the movie. Right. <laughs> but it was fun. All right, cool. Um, anything else at all? Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Uh, I, I remember last week we were talking about um, bad movies that we like to watch for whatever reason. Yeah. And I, re- I, I rewatched Troy <laughs> with Brad Pitt. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I forgot how much I liked the movie, and I forgot how much how bad the movie was at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Oh Lord! All right, um, I, I'll go next. So I caught up halfway with Black Lightning. I was watching episode two. I still got one more episode to catch up on. I, I heard Ali was telling me that um, you know Tobias is still his old self-hating racist self. You know, Negro is always fixing their big thick lips to complain about something. <laughs> oh God! What are we gonna do with this man? But yeah, uh, Robert Townsend back and everything. Is Robert Townsend gonna be on the whole season? <laughs> I think so. 
<laughs> I, I was I, wondering about that. I, like, I really enjoy him on this. Be, I mean, I see him, but I mean, are you going to What'd you say, Ali? You broke up. Oh, no, I was saying that I wonder if he's going to be there for the entire season or not, too. Okay. Um, yeah, I really enjoy him on this. And they brought back um, Khalil with jo- and Jordan Calloway in his wig. Um, <laughs> 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 I mean, they tried to put a little bit of style into it this year to make it sort of kind of lucky. It might be his hair, but what can you do? I also nah. like that they're bringing the, like, um, the green light babies like more into like, the plot. Where it's not necessarily just, you know, um, just the Pierces with their powers and Tobias. So you're getting a little bit sort of kind of like an X-Men meets Bang Babies from the Milestone Universe sort of a feel with the show. I like that a lot. I saw episode three of Titans, which in which the Titans all finally How's meet, that been? albeit briefly. Is that I like I like it. I know a lot of people don't, but I like it. Um this episode, more or less, it's called Origins. It more or less concerned itself with giving you the origin story of Robin. For those who didn't know the origin story. Well, not really the origin story, but sort of kind of showing how Robin was when he first came to live with Bruce Wayne. Mm. And it sort of kind of reminded me a lot of the, like, the uh, New 52 version of Billy Batson, where he's like a foster kid who doesn't want to be there. So he steals Bruce Wayne's expensive-ass sports car. <laughs> and he's being trailed by, like, multiple police. Uh, there's a rumor on the internet that Titans may have cast Louis Tan to play Bruce Wayne. Yes, Batman. I saw that. They, I was going to ask you. I can't tell. Like, they showed the back of his head in this episode. Mm-hmm. Could be, could oh, not be. Oh, okay. But, I mean, Bruce, Batman's definitely going to show up at some point, albeit probably briefly. So, yeah, did he speak? He didn't speak. Well, no, he, he spoke in so, episode two. He didn't speak in episode three, though. Okay. I, but I don't know Lewis Tan's voice, so I couldn't tell you either way. Um, beyond that, okay. uh, Raven went to uh, visit, like, the, like the I guess, the convent where she grew up at. And the nuns tried to kidnap her and lock her in the basement. Because, you know, she's half evil, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And she ends up blowing up the, um, the, co- the convent. And Starfire is trying to save Raven from... the like, There's a bunch of people out for whatever reason trying to find Raven and control her or kill her because basically they, they, they discover her origin as well. Like, they discover that, you know, I think it's in the, I guess, the show, and I know it's in the comics, but I think it's in the show too, Ali, that basically, like, she's prophesied to be the, the end of the world ender or whatever like that. Yeah, so yeah. in the in the old... In the in the cartoon from the two thousands, um, Raven is that's she's she's freaked out because she knows this. this uh, eventually, she's going to be used to like end the world. Yes. So yeah, yeah, they're doing the same thing with this basically, and they meet Beast Boy just briefly. She, they're they're hanging out at the skating rink, and Beast Boy and her play the Twilight Zone pinball game together, and they're like cute, like hi, I'm Gar, hi, I'm Rachel. I like your hair. <laughs> um, but yeah, the only thing I was mad about was that the shit ended right when I needed. But I was, I was got so into it, I didn't realize a whole hour had passed, and I cussed That's at the screen. Nice. 
Wait, so are there any ads in, in when you watch it on the DC streaming service? For the next episode? No. Unless no. I can't find Are there them. any ads while you watch? Oh, you mean like, no, I'm paying. Why would there be ads? <laughs> no. No, you get a full straight, like, 50 well, yeah, minutes of, of, of television. Still, there might be like a break in the episode where you... I thought there was like a break in the episode where they would like show you an ad for a DC property or maybe something that they want to advertise. No, there's no know? ads. It, it's oh, it's, okay. a, it's, so it's it, like a Netflix show. It's straight 50 minutes of um of action. Okay. And storytelling. How is um the Starfire character? Oh, she's the, the best character on the program. Like uh, the ads for all all the advertisements for Titans has been fuck terrible. Okay. Like it's been awful. Like the show itself is good, but the advertising's been terrible. Especially how they've been showing Starfire, like in like the posters and stuff. Like the wig and everything works perfectly fine in the program. I forgot my favorite part in this episode is the part where like she, she, her and Raven are at like a like an IHOP somewhere, and these um uh, white thugs come into the IHOP and start acting the fool with the waitress and feeling up on her and, and demanding like you know um service and stuff and Raven's like um, the lady asked you all to leave I think you should do so and they, they try to get up in her face and you know, not Raven uh, Starfire and Starfire basically beats them out to a pulp one by one and then uh, as her way at the door the waitress gives her her food and in, in to go bag you don't have to go home but you just can't no no, no 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 it's not, it's not like a bad way it's like, it's like oh I'm so impressed here's your food it's free <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. They don't have any dialogue because like they play the music stuff. And when she puts her chains on, I went to the door. Raven's in the car, like, okay, I know you don't know anything about your past, but the thing I know about you now, you're a total badass. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, what else did I watch? Um, Riverdale episode three. Archie's and Juvie's been inducted into an underground fighting ring. Oh God. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, and I he, swear to God, that show does is so extra. Yeah, it does like, a lot. Just, <laughs> and Veronica so opened extra. up a speakeasy underneath Pop's Pop Tate's Chocolate Shop. What? Yeah, so there's apparently a speakeasy has been there since like the twenties. It's just been gone unused. So Veronica, when she bought it at the end of last season, she fixed it up and they opened it this week. Although they don't serve alcoholic beverages, she? they don't serve alcohol. <laughs> Oh, okay. she's 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 like probably seventeen by now, but yeah, they don't serve alcohol. Just you wait until season th- um season what was it season four? I guess it'll be four. <laughs> but only only yeah. thing that's trouble for me is that her and they'll be they'll be selling alcohol then. Oh lord, uh, her Reggie's helping her run, and I feel like Reggie's gonna try to press for Veronica before we get to Christmas break. I I just see it oh, coming because this boy's running around with his shirt off all the time. Deliver, um, bringing boxes up and down the stairs. I mean, he's cute one. <laughs> he is, but uh, he's clear he's trying to thirst trap Veronica. And right. the thing is, Charles Melton and Camila Mendez are dating now in real life. Oh, is that the boy that plays Reggie? Yes. Mm. <laughs> okay, fine. So I guess it worked in real life. I don't know how the script will take it, but in real life, it was like, that, that's it. <laughs> Dang, KJ didn't get him a, like, uh, him a set boot either. Apparently not. <laughs> you know, wait, got one. So, uh, Betty and Jughead is dating Reggie and Veronica. Right. 
Um, he, can, he can date the redhead girl. This is... Oh, it's about Ethel? Nuh-uh. The, the cr- oh, the Cheryl cycle. Blossom. Oh, yeah. yeah. Madeline Girl. Page. Oh. Who is good as fuck? It's like Veronica Is Whitman. Cheryl dating anybody? She's dating Tony Topaz, who is a girl. Okay. Because it's Antoinette. See, I got to okay. catch up because I am so behind. Because <laughs> there was a whole storyline last season about Cheryl um, being closeted. Um, oh, see, it, I, I hadn't even got to that yeah. part last. <laughs> it was tied. It was tied kind of shamelessly into an ad for Grant Berlanti's movie Love Simon. Oh, like all the children went to go see Love Simon, and oh, okay. Cheryl I sort of see. confessed to her to um to Tony gotcha. that she was gay after Which seeing the is movie. Such a good movie, but I know we're not here to talk about. It's that. a good movie, <laughs> well, but like, nice but I didn't need an advertisement for it in an episode of Riverdale, <laughs> right? <laughs> That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, Berlanti? I know this is your program, but golly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. And also, I listened to um, Ella May's debut album. Ella May is the lady who sings Booed Up. <laughs> right. I heard it was really good. Did you like it? I did. I liked it a lot. It's very, like, like easy and relaxing. And it's, it's self-titled, so it's called Ella May. Okay. Like, and I, it's really good. She's British. Uh, she's cute and the songs are nice and easy and stuff it's not like she could actually halfway sing unlike a lot of these R&B people nowadays so mm-hmm. I enjoyed it I think everybody should check it out I was listening to well, just, a, just a bunch of other random stuff alright uh, Latria um, well I have not been to the movies in quite a while um, I'm trying to think only other thing I've been watching is just my normal shows. I'm still still there with Murphy Brown. It mm-hmm. is still hilarious. Every episode is great. Um, what else? God friended me. Still watching that. CBS, love you. Uh, I, listen, this is like, I haven't watched CBS in so long. I was like, oh, so y'all finally found a way to get me to turn back <laughs> to your family. Like... <laughs> I don't like. I literally it was probably the one channel I never watched. Well, other than NCIS, but I usually watch it on Netflix anyway. So, um, what else have I been watching? Happy, uh, Happy Together, still good. Yeah, just like the my regular shows. Really, I haven't. I'm still behind on How to Get Away with Murder. A little. I'm two episodes behind. Because these days, I feel like I can just about only ingest 30-minute shows because uh, of my short attention span. <laughs> and so, like, hour-long dramas just really take a lot out of me. Gotcha. Um, and I have to, like, for some reason, I have to really be in a, a certain mood to watch How to Get Away with Murder because a lot happens in an hour on that show. Yeah, I, I was checking it out. It's like 10, it's 10 storylines in, like, 42 minutes. And I'm just like... Yeah. I was like, wow. You, I mean, you missed, like, when I miss a couple of episodes, I'm just like, wow. Yeah, you oh, can't, like, oh. I just, I just, I have <laughs> to watch every single one. Like, I can't skip one and be like, okay, I'm not going to watch this. No, because you'll miss, like, eight plot lines. It's also and- the way that How to Get Away with Murder is structured in such a way, because I, I don't know if everyone else is aware on the podcast, but the way every season of How to Get Away with Murder um, is, is that they'll always start the episode with a flash forward. To right. something that is going to happen, and then they will, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the episode is a flashback 
to the present yeah. so that they can tell you how they got to that point. Yes, they're giving you like little crumbs every episode. Exactly. Like and then the and then the finale episode is always and here are how all the crumbs come together. Which I mean it's it works out really well because it's like, oh, but yeah. yeah. But that show I have to like, I don't know, it takes me a while to catch up on that one because it's just it's so much. It's not a show that you can watch while you're doing something else. It's no, something that requires absolutely. your full attention. Especially when they go to trial and, you know, do their whole lawyer speak. And I'm like, how, how did y'all even remember these lines, these big words? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's an amazing show. I still love it. But it, yeah, it just takes me a while. So I haven't really, yeah, that's it really. Just been watching that and, well, watching something else that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. The last few days. <laughs> All right. And Coffee Light Sweet. Yes. Um, since this week was so heavy with so many things happening, I decided to watch Disney's Tangled and I was singing oh, along. I love it. Oh. Loved it. Might watch it again tonight. I don't know. Oh, Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi. Yes. Yes. He can sing. He has a beautiful singing voice. Oh, yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's him? That's the guy that rescued her? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I did not know that was his voice. Okay. Yeah. And the evil stepmother, she can sing too. Yeah. She's the Don classic Murphy. villainess. Yeah. Mother knows yes. best. Mm-hmm. Rapunzel's so... What was it like? Rapunzel knows best. Rapunzel's so mature now. Such a little grown-up miss. Uh-huh. She <laughs> gaslights that girl like nobody's yes. business. So it's, real. You, it's like, wow, this is, this is some lessons in here if you pay attention. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I really enjoy Tangled, and it was a real, it's mostly due to both the voice acting and uh, and also the music and the fact that the animation. So for those who don't know, Tangled was was done two and a half times. Um, really? Yeah. So it used to be called Rapunzel Unbraided at Disney. They've been working on it for ten years before it finally came out. It was supposed to have been their first three D CGI movie, but they kept delaying it and delaying it because. Glenn Keane was the director. I don't think he directed it anymore. I think he did, he demoted him to like producer or something like that. It's like I think he took him off of took him off of it. But he was so meticulous about trying to bring the classic Disney style to CGI because it's the first. Mm-hmm. It was their first CGI fairy tale, basically. And so they kept redoing it, revamping it, revamping it until they finally got the version that came out. So it's I think it's like the third most expensive movie ever made at like two hundred and forty something million dollars. It's worth it though. Wow. Yeah. It's you it's really see the good. craftsmanship. My favorite scene, it gets me every time. And you would think I, I wouldn't get caught out there, but the scene at the <laughs> end when um the, the baby is taken when she's an infant by Mother Gothel yes. because of her hair. And then at the very, very end, one of the palace guards, because they they found Rapunzel and she's waiting to be reunited with her parents. And there's this scene where the palace guard runs into the throne room and he looks at the king and queen and they don't exchange any words, but the palace guard guard just nods at the, at the king and queen. It's like the most subtle yes. nod and it's, she's here. And the king and queen, they take off running. And then they get right up to the door where Rapunzel and um, the, the, the other guy, I forget Flynn his Ryder. name. 
AKA yes, Eugene Fitzherbert. They're waiting on the other side. <laughs> you have seen this, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're waiting on the other side and the door bursts open and then the king and queen just stand frozen. Shout out to Frozen. Mm-hmm. They stand frozen looking at their daughter and it's so beautiful. Oh, yes, it is. It, it gets me every... It's like, Stephanie, how many times have you seen this movie? Stop it. Yeah. I get choked up. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Uh, and they're doing the series now for uh, the Disney Channel, apparently. Like I, I've seen, yeah, like, clips of it was. It. it came out a couple of years ago. I've I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was. But thinking, is it still? Is it still current? Or I, there's, it's still on. And it's funny because, okay. like, I was like, well, it's, I was like, really, it's gonna be doing, I guess, for this couple of years. Little did I fucking know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about him more later because um, mm-hmm. he he's be busy the next couple of weeks. Uh, all right, and I know um, Mandy Moore still did the voice too. Yeah, they're both. They're, they have all the voices coming back. Yeah, which is a nice feat because back in the day when they did the um the like um the shows, like I know Aladdin had everybody come back, but I think for like I think they had everybody come back with those older shows too, if I recall properly. Mo- for a Little Mermaid every- too. Yeah, everybody except for the genie and Aladdin because that's a whole thing about Robert Robin Williams and some money that didn't exchange hands, some broken promises and stuff. Mm. It's a long story. We talked about it, I think, in an earlier episode. But it's a long story. Basically, they screwed him over. He quit in protest, oh. and they had to beg him back with some Picasso paintings over the years. It took years to repair that wound. Oh wow! Oh yeah. Um, I got the uh, tree. Ali, did I ask you? No. Wait. No. Ali? No, you did not. Okay. So you're the last one. Okay. Ali? Yeah. So um, the only thing I've really checked out this week is uh, besides hello. 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 You can't hear yes. us? Yes. Hello. We're we're here. I don't, I don't know. Your internet's yeah. still messing up. Do you have a landline? Uh, uh, yeah, I just started talking and and suddenly you said you couldn't hear me. One second. All right, all right. Try call. Can you try calling us on the phone or using the um the app on your phone? All right. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hey. Hello. All right, my song quality should be a lot better now. It, well, it's stable. I don't know about a lot better. You sound like yeah. you sound like Timberland on the um, old Aaliyah record, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll press on. <laughs> well, I give up. No, no, no. It's fine. It's no, fine. Like it's stable is better than anything else. Than our robot, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you got. Um, yeah. So I was saying that. Um, that I didn't really check out anything else besides uh, Daredevil and Sabrina. So I'll talk about Daredevil. Okay. Um, this is this season, is season three, three, three of Daredevil. Yeah. And it's on Netflix. And I truly think it's the best season yet. Wow. Um, the first season of Daredevil um, was very good. Um, partly because it's the first um, of the Marvel properties to end up... Marvel series to end up on Netflix. Right. And also they, they did a really good job. You know, Charlie Cox plays a really good uh, Matt Murdock and all the other characters, supporting characters do a really good job. Um, especially the actor who plays Will, um, Wilson Fisk, um, Vincent D'Onofrio. Right. And so that was really good. That was season one. Season two, um, 
it it just isn't as strong. And, you know, a lot of people have differing um, reasons as to why that is, but it's just not as strong. Season three, however, this is really, 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 really good. I don't know if it's because they went back to like Roots or something. I, I'm I'm not exactly LeVar sure. LeVar Burton in it? What? You said they went back to Roots. It was... Oh. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> but they they started touching on the the things that really made Daredevil like who he is. The 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 sort of like that. Uh, it 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 lacks the it lacks the sort of touch of someone who wants to to spruce up a, a costume design or or something else. It just it's just more aggressive and and rough. In a lot of of um, places, and I think that I think that's because the character of Daredevil this season, he's just so much more desperate and sort of restless to sort of understand who he is and what he really wants to accomplish in his life. And so, um, I really enjoy watching it so far. I'm only halfway through the season, so I'm eager to see what happens next. Okay. All right. And that's pretty much in terms of what I've watched. All right, so let's go ahead on to the news. All right, so first up, Netflix keep canceling shit. Mm, um, wait, well, save that first one for Ali because, you know, that's his show. That is his show, so yeah. We'll talk about the next one then. So, yeah. um, so Fuller House season four just ended production a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And the rumor is that it might be the last season of Fuller House. That, you know, mm-hmm. Netflix wants to move ahead with more self-produced shows. Fuller House, of course, is produced by Warner Brothers because it's, you know, the sequel to Full House. And I, I know it's their highest rated show, but as far as we know from trying to reverse engineer their tech and trying to figure out what people are watching through, like, right. outside sources. Netflix don't tell us shit. Uh, <laughs> but I think they might be ready to move on from it. And, of course, people keep watching the, the episodes they already have. Right. Um, so it looks like um uh, Candace Cameron Bure might have to find some other form of work. She she is all over Hallmark. She good. <laughs> you know, she that, has like a show that I are, forgot because I watch it on the Hallmark movies and mysteries, like one of the little detective shows. Yeah, that or help her brother copy edit his um evangelical books about oh gosh. how bananas <laughs> are the reason why our examples of God's perfection, even though bananas as we know them were, you know, um cultivated to look like bananas, but you know, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> But Did she co-host a uh, talk show too at some point? She used to be on the she View. Was, on, was it the View? Yeah, it was the View. Mm-hmm. Because because uh, Whoopi because Whoopi Goldberg because uh, Whoopi Goldberg got pissed at her for trying to over talk her when she was talking about some black shit, and then <laughs> Candace sat there real quiet. And Whoopi's like, well, "What's wrong with you? You want some juice?" <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was at I was at the screen like Whoopi, you laugh. I thought, I thought you wanted white people to like you. What's going on? <laughs> okay, so we already started on the news, and we talked about Fuller House possibly being canceled. There's no confirmation yet, but the word is that they don't want to renew it. Also, apparently, I didn't know. I don't know if we covered this or not, but Jeff Franklin got fired from Fuller House in February of this year mm. for allegations of sexual inappropriateness with his writing staff. 
Oh, wow. So my question is, has he been like this ever since back in the day? Mm. Wait, so he was the original person? Yeah, he's the, he's the creator of Full House and of, uh, what's the show? Hanger Mr. Cooper. Mm. Oh, wow. So he's been working so for... That's why they can't... So does that, mean that, does that mean that we might expect several actors or actresses from those shows to come forward and be like, well, let me tell you a story. Well, we'll find... Right now, it's just writers who are coming forward, but it could be actors and actresses. We'll find out. Oh, no. I mean, because that we're talking like 31 years of stuff. Right. You know, Full House was like 87. Oh, boy. Yeah. So we'll see. My goodness. And so also Netflix has confirmed, sorry, Ali, uh, American Vandal has been canceled after two seasons. Yeah, but, you know, um, maybe maybe it's good to stop something when it's on a high. So that way you remember it fondly. Right. I can see that. Yeah, but it was a really good um, show. I hope everybody gives it a chance to at least watch the two seasons. It's it's a very funny mockumentary style um, show um, wh- whose premise is really not a not actually what's actually happening in the show. So the, like I said, in, I think uh, two weeks ago, first season is a is a is a quote unquote crime at a high school of some some person, some vandal. And he's 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 drawing he's graffitiing cars with uh, uh, drawings of, of dicks. <laughs> and then yeah, and then the second season is another crime. It's uh, somebody somebody's put some kind of a laxative in the school lemonade, and oh, everybody just wow. <laughs> some, everybody themselves. Just goes, yeah, everybody craps themselves during one lunch hour, and it's just horrible. <laughs> yeah, but but those are just the inciting crimes that actually allow uh, us to take a deeper look at each of the characters or each of the people who go to this school and learning more about them and their interactions. And then from from there, you you sort of learn a little bit about human psychology and just relationships and that sort of thing. And that's what the show is really about. They're just using the crimes as a jumping off point to get you sucked in. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully. But I did hear they're trying to shop it elsewhere, so maybe somebody else will pick it up. Okay. It's always a possibility. If you want to see more people shitting themselves uh, and drawing dicks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, next up, so you guys will recall that there was a lot of controversy about Apu, the guy who runs the Quickie Mart on The Simpsons, being a racist stereotype of a Indian person. And there was, right, a, I remember this. Yeah, there was even a whole documentary called "The Trouble with Apu" that came out last year. That sort of kind of like sort of brought the conversation to a pinnacle. And also the fact that, you know, he's voiced by a white man, Hank Azaria, who's like a, like a longtime voice actor. And mm-hmm. so a producer, they say he's a producer, but I think he produces for another show named um, uh, Adi Shankar, who's trying to crowdsource an Apu script 
that would, you know, focus on trying to make the character work better and get rid of some of the, like, you know, the racism and sort of kind of like the close-mindedness of, of how he's handled in the show. And okay. even though they had a bunch of entries, apparently the producers behind The Simpsons have just basically said instead, you know, they just want to write him out quietly. You know, just drop him to being like a character they only use at, for like brief appearances, you know, here and there, and not have the character appear again. So I think what happened also, Hank Azaria said he would gladly step aside and let, you know, actual Indian voice actor take over the character. But I think the writers and producers are so embarrassed by the whole thing. Because they had the whole thing. Remember the indie episode where they stopped the episode had Marge talk about how it was an idea that was funny back in the, in the 90s and it wasn't funny anymore because, you know, mm-hmm. we've evolved as people. That little, ugh. I didn't like that at all. But so that I guess... That was really bad. Yeah, I guess apparently really, that's really their bad. only answer to it. They're just going to drop the character out entirely. How do we feel about that? Because I think it's chickening out, to be honest with you. I mean, I haven't watched The Simpsons in a long time. I don't know who's still watching it. I don't I don't know uh, anybody. I think I know like one person who's still watching either. it. I think if you have a racist stereotype of a character on a show, I think you owe it to the people who are offended to make the character better. Right. Instead of just saying, let's just ignore the character completely and just write him off. Like, don't do that. Show how, show that you, you've you learned something, right? Or after all these years of having Simpsons on the air, show that you've learned something. Uh, just just develop the character. Yeah. Make the yeah. character a whole human being. Don't just, you know, clearly having him as a racial stereotype, you know, it, it's not good for anybody. It's not good for the people watching. It's not good for you, the showrunners. So just make the character better. I don't know. Hire POC staff who can who who know about you know who know about the the the, the culture of that character who can probably add on something something unique and interesting. I agree. And also the documentary hypothesis is the problem with that putting out the trouble. I mean, same difference. But my feeling is this: they're on season thirty. They got to be running out of ideas by now. These, Ooh, these how are, is this show still on? I don't know. This seems like it would be a good idea to freshen the show up and make it look a little bit better. And, you know, after, I'm because sh- I mean, like, it's just nobody pays that much attention anymore. So, for like the diehard fans, so, you know, give it a little bit of a fresher take, you know, and bring some more interest to it. Like, it couldn't hurt. I don't understand their, I mean, white privilege. <laughs> that explains that. <laughs> But yeah, I I don't know. That's just, I don't like that at all. Hey, Brandon. Yes. I always love to to ask you like business industry questions. So if you are a voice actor on a show like The Simpsons for Uh 30 years, how does that work out in terms of the money? Did you go into syndication after year five? Uh, They they probably went after year four. And it's The Simpsons, so it's probably, it's one of the, you know, like most popular syndicated shows ever. So they all get money like like live action voice actors do for each, you know, rerun a certain amount that goes less as the show goes on. So they've made a lot of money. And plus, the sure. Simpsons, the main voice actors all held out for like a couple of times over the years for more money. They're getting like a million bucks plus per episode just to record it. Yikes. So if you've been going for 30 some odd years, in theory, in theory, when you become a senior and you retire, 
that money still goes on in perpetuity as long as the show is being aired, right? Yeah. I mean, you get less of it now than you did back then, but it's The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. So like, you'll probably get more of it than the average person with a 30-year-old show. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) No problem. Yeah, I hope they do something better than that. My goodness. Um, Next up. So Warner Brothers, so Warner Media has just been on a, canc- a, a streaming service cancellation spree. The next one to befall the hammer is Filmstruck, which is the Turner Classic Movies streaming service that shows all the old Warner Brothers and MGM movies, and also for three extra bucks lets you watch the Criterion Collection on streaming as well. They are shutting down at the end of November. They've stopped taking new signups. I was literally going to subscribe for Christmas for myself. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm low. I, I feel, I, I feel bad. I'm kind of a little bit devastated. <laughs> Just a little bit. What, what exactly <laughs> is Filmstruck? Is it a Netflix with a certain genre? What? Yeah, it's 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 um, a Netflix run by Turner Classic Movies. Basically, they oh. only show classic there movies you go. and. Criterion Collection movies as well. Mm-hmm. And a couple, I think, of newer indie stuff as well. Was it not making enough money or? I don't think it was, but also they're, they're trying to consolidate all of these because they want to make one big Warner Media streaming service that will encompass Warner Brothers stuff, HBO stuff, and Turner stuff. So I'm assuming that HBO, which one is the one that you sign up for? HBO Now? Because HBO Go is the one you get if you have the service already. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think HBO Now is like if you don't have like a cable subscription. Yeah, that one's going to be next. Oh, wow. And mm. I, 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 I'm, I'm predicting it's going to be next. And Boomerang is probably going to be next too. Boomerang is the one that the Cartoon Network runs that is similar to the Boomerang TV network where they show all the old Hanna-Barbera and Looney Tunes. So they're just trying to streamline everything and have one big tree trunk with lots of, with with just major branches. Hmm. Right. I mean, it kind of makes sense as a company, but what if like somebody only wants to fit like the classic movie stuff, they don't want to have to be forced to like wade through all the other categories. Like that would suck. You literally just described cable, which is the problem. (laughs) That's the problem though, because like they use the cable model. That's why cable works. Like the popular networks like ESPN, you know, they keep afloat the that was that aren't as popular, like Mm. The Travel Channel. I almost said another one. Y'all know what I was about to say, but I'm not saying it. Sit my lips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's so... And the, the reason why people, of course, want like streaming services like the way they have them because they want to be able to pick and choose what they do it's pay for. It's a la carte. So it's like, a la carte. Like yeah. But then you end up paying like almost much for cable because you're getting like four or five services. That's why I know Ken was talking about he's not signed up for any more streaming services because like he's already got too many. I got Netflix and that's it. And then I'm obviously going to get the Disney one right. next year. And that, I, I can't, I refuse to do anything else. Yeah. Not doing Hulu or Amazon or whatever else. I can't. Yeah, I, think, too much. I already have Amazon because I have Amazon Prime. Sorry, I, yeah, I, yeah, I have. See, I, have I don't Amazon. have Prime, so. Yeah, I have the Amazon Prime just by default because I have I have the Prime Video by default because I have Amazon Prime. Right. And so I'll continue with that. I have Netflix, 
but I'm done. Like I, <laughs> just because there's not, there's not enough, there's not enough on the other, there's not enough on the other shows. Like for example, if there was like, um, like five or so shows on one of these other services that I like, then I would consider right. getting them. But I mean, on Hulu, all I really care about is Runaways, right? Let's see mm-hmm. on on the the DC streaming service. All I really care about is Young is, Justice. Uh, uh, Young Justice. Which don't come and, to January. And, that, and that's not coming until next year, right? That, but that still doesn't justify me getting it for one show, right? Like, it's just, no, I, I don't think that's, I don't think that, that's very um, responsible of me to do that. So, yeah, I'll just chill for now. Right. <laughs> okay. Speaking of streaming services, CBS All Access. <laughs> is producing a new Star Trek half-hour animated sitcom. Hmm. They've already okay. greenlit two seasons. It's called Star Trek Lower Decks, and it's focused on the support um, crew of one of the Starfleet's least important ships. Why? Oh, so it's okay. about the help, a, a cartoon version of the help. Oh, no! <laughs> this is, this is, this, is, this is the cartoon so version of like Downton Abbey. Yes. <laughs> this is Downton Abbey Star Trek edition. Exactly. Upstairs, downstairs. Like that's... That, is, that is upstairs, downstairs. That is yeah. exactly what that is. That is upstairs, yeah. downstairs, Star Trek. I don't know about this. Oh. Oh, CBS. Gosh. Lord Jesus. You know what? I, I mean, I think it's funny, but it's so... Like, I mean, I'm actually kind of curious. <laughs> right. Like, you know, usually when you talk about the help, you talk about something that's realistic, like upstairs, downstairs, or Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. But now you're bringing it to sci-fi. Well, it that's could be like uh, the Red Shirt Chronicles. They could talk about the Red Shirts because the Red Shirts always right. die. <laughs> right. <laughs> the game sure of a Red Shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> do you have to pay for CBS All Access? Yeah, you do. I think yes. it's like seven ninety nine. Oh, okay. They're going to get your money. Good yeah, because they have Star Trek Discovery. There's another new Star Trek coming out with um, Patrick Stewart coming back as John Luke Picard. And what? Young- That's coming back to uh. network, right? Oh no, no, Brandon? no! It's, three, it's, going, it's going to CBS All Access. Not coming on TV. They might show episode one on TV and be like, <sighs> "For the rest, please watch. Please sign up. Seven ninety nine a month." And they also I have- a, I'm a diehard Trekkie, yeah. so they're gonna make me pay for this. I'll <laughs> yeah. pay. I'll yeah. pay for you know Patrick what? Stewart. I will pay for him. They also have uh, that, Jordan Peele. That is exactly what that is exactly what they're probably hoping for. The, mm-hmm. the fact that it's Patrick Stewart, that's gonna that's gonna yeah. draw a good crowd. Yeah. But you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm <laughs> I'm making tickets time. <laughs> At least you're not getting him. Yeah. They also I'm have Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone coming too on CBS All Access. Oh no. Jesus. They got what now? Yeah, that's what. Um, oh Lord. God damn it. <laughs> Jordan Peele. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's producing it and writing it. Wait, what is it? The Twilight Zone, the old show. He's going to be um, producing and writing it. I'm good. Man, I was doing so well. I was holding out. I refuse. Damn it. I do want to see a Jordan um, Peele produce. (laughs) Like, God damn it, why? I barely, I watched Get Out through my fingers. I am not fooling with Jordan Peele no more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next up. So Paramount Pictures wants to remake Clueless. 
Oh, keep it. I heard about that. Right? That's the headline, but it gets better if you read the details. I promise. The producer of the remake is Tracy Oliver, who you might remember from being on Awkward Black Girl is Nina. She also right. wrote Girl's Trip and Barbershop 3, and she worked on Survivor's Remorse. And the writer is Marquita Robinson, who worked on Glow. So we have a black producer and a black writer doing a remake of Clueless. I'm still not here for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested. Because they even like, make her This make- was literally like, <laughs> I, you, this is the one movie you do not want to watch with me because I know every single word. Like, I will literally just sit there and just, like, say the whole... I know the whole script. I know the whole movie. You're it excited. is my. It is literally my favorite movie of all time. And I just... Yeah. I don't want it messed with. Even I mean, yeah, though it has that crazy heifer in it, I'll still take it. Stacey Dash. Yes. <laughs> I'll still take it. It's just one... I just... And I'm also honestly sick and tired of, like, Black people getting scraps. It's like, we can't have nothing original. <laughs> Like why? Like like when they did read it, still Magnolias, it was horrible. Yeah, I heard people say that it wasn't just, good. I'm just granted that was for TV. I don't know if is this this will be in theaters. This will be in theaters. Yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, unless they like they would have to do like a a whole new like revamp, like make it current or so. I don't know. I still just I don't like the fact that I like my Clueless as it is. I, I can see that. I, I won't. I won't argue on that. I, I can get behind it to uh, women who are producing and, and writing this, but I agree as far as like I think I'm sick of all the remakes, especially especially like the classics. Yeah. Is a classic, you know, it's a it's a cult favorite. So, um, but I'm I'm happy for the women who are behind this uh, new project. Yeah, I need to retweet this and be like, as if. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool I kind of want to see if they either make Cher black or if they write a show no. about a white girl and no. sort of kind of go to white, the whole white privilege thing. Amount of white people would be so upset. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a, a bonus. That's a bonus. That would be a riot. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I don't An know. Unnecessary riot. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Right now, it's only they're only trying to write it. There's no guarantee to ever get made. I mean, this movie introduced me to Paul Rudd. I had no clue who he was until this movie. I barely knew who he was. I know him in this. Granted, movie. I feel like nobody really knew who he was until this movie. This is this is this is a true statement. <laughs> <laughs> and it has Brittany Murphy. You know, R.I.P. Come yeah. on, we can't. That's true. This is true. Yeah. yeah. Right. with the homies. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, next I'm about up, to pop my DVD in. I'm sorry. I mean, you should. You I should. got sad. When she hit that car, I was like, oops, I'm sorry. Do you want me to leave them a note? <laughs> like, for the longest, one of my friends who was always, like, a couple of years younger, I used to be like, oh, you're a virgin who can't drive because she was still a virgin. Wow. Next up. Um, Ed Catmull, who is the president of both Disney Animation and Pixar Animation, is retiring at the end of this year. Uh-oh. Uh, he, of course, came to Disney, um, him and John Lasseter, when Disney bought Pixar in 2005, right after Michael Eisner left. And they basically were put in charge of all of Disney's animation, you know, to sort of kind of revitalize it. You know, they brought out 
Tangled and Princess and the Frog and Frozen and all that kind of stuff. Then it came out, John Lasseter was touching girls under the table at work. So they got oh, rid of boy. him. Mm. And it came out as well that Ed Catmull was calling the other studios in Hollywood and making sure that nobody paid animators be above a certain amount of money. Wow. There was like this really big wage fixing scam going on that they uh, were sued over and had to settle. So basically, no one's sad that he's retiring. No, no, they're not sad at all. Yeah, because <laughs> he was hold, he was holding back like the money, like in yeah. the in the interest of trying to control cost. He basically called up DreamWorks and Blue Sky, which I think Blue, Blue Sky is in Connecticut, but DreamWorks is in California as well. Do they have like a, a sad Blue Sky is still in- type thing for animators? Yes, they do. It's um, the Animation Guild section of the inter- of the IATSE. Oh, okay. So they do have a union. Pixar is non-union though. Disney is union. Pixar is non-union. Yeah, because they're in they're in San Francisco. They're too they're far enough away from LA that they they avoided the whole union thing. Because also they started as a software company, you know. Oh. So they they sort of kind of in they've been and the the guild's been fighting for decades to try to unionize Pixar. They're very angry about the whole fact that you know this very important animation studio is not a union shop, right? And they do pay people slightly less to work there. They call it the Pixar tax. Mm. And I, I apologize. I feel like I, between this and the whole John Lasseter thing, I'm ruining everybody's perception of Pixar movies. Oh. <laughs> I mean, but that's what happens. I mean, it, it, it's that's what that's the reality. Like, there's always like a, I guess, a other side to these things. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so what end up happening? Because like John Lasseter and Ed Cavill were running Pixar and Disney together, but once Catmull is gone, they'll be separate. Uh, Pete Doctor will be running Pixar and Jennifer Lee will be running Disney and they'll be reporting separately to the um, president of production at Disney Studios. So, Do you think Catmull was the reason why they stayed um, like out of the union? You think it could reverse in the future? Like someone could decide we're going to become unionized? Yeah, I'm not sure, but I definitely think they'll try when he's gone. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll be interested to see how that works out, especially with the whole um, money thing. Because the people yeah. deserve to get paid what they deserve to get paid. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. And then, for the last story... They need to, like, when he leaves, like, when he walks out the door, they need to uh, blast Rihanna's bitch better have my money. <laughs> the, whole, the whole building as he's, like, taking his last little box <laughs> <laughs> Have um, Elsa come in and sing it. <laughs> oh, oh my God, yes. Oh no. Bitch, better my money. <laughs> you know she'll do it. Um, and then for the last story, so if you go on your Instagram, you will see that Zachary Levi is eating naked chicken breasts and broccoli again, and David F. Sandberg is playing with um, action figures again. That can only mean one thing. Uh, Shazam reshoots oh, are coming. Too? No, Shazam oh, reshoots are coming. <laughs> I was like, yo, wait till my ass is in the seat first. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're going back up to um Toronto to shoot for three more weeks for two more weeks. From from November first to the eighteenth to um do touch-ups to the movie. I mean it happens all the time and everything. But because it's a DC movie, everybody's like, oh, so they're gonna change the whole thing now, right? Because people are still, they're still um traumatized from Justice League. <laughs> oh, and the last minute reshoots they did on Justice League, you know. 
Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's understandable. But I, I feel better about <laughs> yeah, these I think so too. because David Sandberg talked about how he likes doing reshoots on movies because he likes having movies that be that be as short as possible. So if he sees that rough edit feels like it's too long, he will he has no hesitation about reshooting stuff to make it to tighten stuff up. So they'll be doing mm-hmm. a lot of that. You've been you've been tooting his praises for a while, Brandon. I hope he now he comes through for you. I hope so too. I hope so too. Cause you know, y'all know I'll be the first person that movie is bad. I'll be on this thing cussing. And I told I'll, you before, I and I will tell you again. Outing to see Shazam just in case it's bad. I I'm not, not, I'm not, not fooling with I, you. I, I told him already. I told him before. We are not doing this. No, no sir. We'll say that no. for Aquaman. No, we're, not, we're not doing that with Shazam. Right. We will not do that. Listen, if you have to, if you feel the urge while you're in that seat, you you take it outside. <laughs> Hold up your little Baptist finger and uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, we'll, I'll make sure I, we get seats that are on the edge, so that way you can just slip right on out, and then I can hear you shouting in in the hallway outside. They'd <laughs> be like, "This round sounds good." To a theater attendant. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. I would like all of my monies back, please. <laughs> Every single last dime. <laughs> and the best of part is I'll probably, I'll probably have showed up in a, in a whole Shazam outfit. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, wait. I might want to come see <laughs> I was I'm sort of considering uh, making, getting the outfit made. <laughs> oh, so, my God. So when I get to the, to the ticket gate, they were like, oh, I know who you came to see. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh want you to end up on ABC Night News. <laughs> this gruntless Shazam fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need pictures of that. <laughs> uh, and you shall receive them. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I think DC got about one more uh, movie in me, man. Uh, Right. Aquaman don't work out. I'm sorry. I'm, I, Listen, you're not the only I, one. Like people, people are just like this is your last chance. Although I'm still, I'm still waiting for Wonder Woman 1984. I still. Which? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to put that on the docket. Those are the only two: Aquaman and Wonder Woman. So, that, yeah. like, mm. Wonder Woman 1984, it got got moved uh, seven months ahead to June of 2020. Uh, what, what happened was that Marvel Studios canceled. They had a movie set to come out July the 31st, 2020, which is probably Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. They canceled that because, you know, they're delaying that because of the whole James Gunn thing. And now, once that happened, Warner Brothers said, oh, let's put Wonder Woman there instead because we, like we like it better in the summer versus the, um, the winter. So they moved that. A lot the day people- before my birthday, I'm excited. Which is, like, yeah, it's good. Like, a lot of people got very upset when they moved it. But so same folks were upset a couple of months ago when they announced that Joker was coming out a month ahead of Wonder Woman's original date of November the 1st. So now Joker has room to breathe. And Wonder Woman will come out in June. And Gal Gadot and uh, Patty Jenkins seem to prefer that it come out in June. Yeah, I like it as a summer movie. Right. But that is a long way in, in the case that Aquaman and Shazam don't work. That, that's a while. <laughs> it's, it, well, it's enough of a buffer for you to like forget, oh, this is DC. 
I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Right. Yeah, but a lot of people are saying, yeah, like, we're giving you guys at least two more movies, and that's, and that's it. Because right. you've got, you, they feel like as if Warner Brothers, um, they, they've had enough chances to come through with, with um, you know, good movies. I mean, I don't know if they need to, like, entice, like, one or two Marvel employees to come work for them or what, something. What like, they already did. Oh, oh, yeah. James Gunn. Still hasn't helped. James, well, James Gunn just yeah. got there, so, you know. Oh, that was him. That oh. was him. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's more of like an upper management, is, executive level type thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Like, they See, fired everybody except for the most upper management because, of course, they, they got to stay, but they fired everybody else. Yeah. So. And, of course, they they don't want to give up control, so. Yeah. Which is that thing. Uh, there's a whole lot of rumors on the internet spread by Ken's friend, Grace Randolph, <laughs> that the reason they were delaying... Ken is not here to defend himself. He showed the fuck ain't, so... <laughs> the, uh, they well, uh, claimed that they were delaying Wonder Woman 1984 because they were going to reshoot it to make it into Wonder Woman 1984 Flashpoint where she would go back in time and stop Steve Trevor from being killed and reboot the DC Universe in the process, which is about the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. If there was a modicum of truth in it, I'd be done with Warner Brothers um, DC movies. (laughs) And of course, it turned out the shit wasn't true. I don't know where she got it from. Somebody must be lying to her because she says, my sources tell me that Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be reshot. They ain't said shit about adding no extra days of photography. Gal Gadot got other movies to fucking make. <laughs> I wonder who these sources are she's talking about. Because I feel like yeah. it's that woman. Half, it's just, she just Squirrels and trees. Tree. That's who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrels and fucking trees. <laughs> yeah, she, she's on something. I, mm, yeah. I, I think know. this is a good idea because it reboot the DC Universe. Listen, if... They need to recast Superman, Superman and Batman. That's the other rumor that the Shazam reshoots so they can add Henry Cavill as Superman back into the movie. Uh, Henry Cavill is in Europe about to shoot The Witcher. He has shit to do too. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. You have to watch Billy and Mary and Freddie and Darla, Eugene and <laughs> Pedro by their motherfucking selves without no goddamn Superman in it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just recast. Works for James Bond. They don't. They don't have like James Bond go back and stop the first bullet he ever shot to change the actor who plays James Bond. They just go to the next fucking movie and keep stepping. You think they should re, uh, should keep? I guess recast and keep moving forward. Yeah, uh, just recast, okay. keep moving forward, and write better movies. Yeah, just do that. Like because guess what? Here's the thing: people are going to remember the best movies. Right. They're not going to care about the ones that were shit, right? Right. Years right. from now, people are going to look back and say, hey, you remember that Superman movie? And then you're not going to be like, oh, the, you know, the, the, the Henry Cavill one. You're going to remember the one that actually stuck out in your mind. Christopher for Reeves. The best one, right? Mm. So so if, if they recast Henry Cavill and as another Superman, that's the Superman you're going to remember years and years from now. So that's fine. Just yep. recast him and just keep it moving. Get, t- get Tyler Hecklin. Movies. Brandon. 
<laughs> Brother, we not gonna do that. That's the other big rumor. The rumor now is that they want to put no. Superman on television, and if no. this crossover on the CW goes well, the CW might pilot a Superman TV show starring um, Tyler Hecklin, who plays Superman on Supergirl. Yeah, but we're not talking about that right now. Okay. <laughs> we're talking about the the movie universe, <laughs> <laughs> and and we're talking about Superman that eats. Like all of his Wheaties in the morning. Yeah. Not, not an, another underpants model. <laughs> Look, if they're trying to get you know the young girls to watch, Tyler's a good move. Young girls like well-fed men. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I'm saying if you if you put up like Henry Cavill and Tyler, they would be like, mm, Tyler. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I go with Henry. Because he's British and I love the Brits. But. Uh, I have did to throw you, my uh, vote in for Henry see, as well. Yes. Yeah. Did you see that man walk out that that scene that 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 Man of Steel movie? I mean, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> come on, guys. Come on. Can you imagine Tyler Tyler doing that? No. I mean, you no. you can try to feed him, give him some naked chicken breast and some um, broccoli. He'd be fine. Out, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My He's question where he is. So, uh, wait. My question is <laughs> yeah. this: Is The Walking Dead still being shot right now? Yes, I, I, thought, so. I thought it is. Yeah, is, is Cooper yeah. Andrews gonna take three weeks or two weeks off to go back to Toronto to shoot Shazam? That's a good question because if he's playing a titular character in Shazam, he can't be shooting that in Toronto and and um, you know Walking Dead in Atlanta gonna, at the same time. He gonna be under red eye. Well, in that case, yeah. no, no, because maybe his, because remember his, his, um, his scenes aren't that big of a deal, right? Well, it depends on what they keep, he says, because I mean, he, he plays the foster He's dad. not a, yeah, he's not a, he's not like a character that has to be involved in action. He just has to be at home being a foster parent. Right. So, yeah, so I'm pretty sure they'll, if they have to shoot, reshoot his scenes, it'll be really fast. It'll be like what, like a day? Maybe. And what about yeah, the little boy who's on Andy Mack, Asher uh, Angel? Okay, they'll just, yeah, but but for the other guy, for Cooper Andrews, they'll just send him back on the red eye after one day of shooting. He's about to get out on the frequent flyer miles, watch. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, the person who you should be worrying about is the the guy from Andy Mack. That, that little boy is busy all the goddamn time. <laughs> because, yeah, because he's literally playing the main character of the show, of the of the movie. And he's a main character on another Disney um, show. So, yeah, if he has to do reshoots, then that means they have to pause the, the you know, that Disney show for a well, while. Well, I feel like those dis- these Disney shows are, like, on a weird schedule, though. Mm. So he might be free. I was about to say, he don't have a mustache, do he? That- oh, God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, we're really doing that. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. you're going to start Mustache Gate. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next section. So we sort of have a combined main discussion and say something nice challenge because um, Mm -hmm. it took NBC a year and some change, but they have finally come to their senses after a Mm -hmm. magnificent scandal. (laughs) So let's recap. Mm -hmm. Uh, Previously on to today's show. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hi! 
everybody. Wait a minute. You're Megan Kelly. Yes, I work here now. I left Fox because they were misogynist to me. But now I'm at NBC where I'll be spreading all of my white nonsense. <laughs> at 9 a.m. in the morning, right before you see Holder and Kathy Lee get drunk. <laughs> hey, don't, don't do that to Kathy Lee. They do be drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning. Do you watch the program? Don't do that. Don't do that. They be drunk. They be in there just, just, just cackling. Ooh, girl. Ooh. Did you try this? Ooh. Oh, wow. Do, do their cheeks look rosy? Stop that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so NBC hired Megyn Kelly, who is the antithesis of everything they do in that goddamn network, um, to be the host of the 9 o'clock hour of the Today Show, which they renamed Megyn Kelly Today. So this segment, a part of this episode, is called Not Today, Megyn Kelly. Because she got up there and she's been, listen. Well, wait, talk about what they did to get her there, who they who they shelled. So... Before she came, they had hired Tamron Hall and Al Rucker to be what they claimed were temporary interim hosts. You know, Al Rucker was already, they were both already, of course, on contract. Tamron Hall worked for MSNBC, and Al Rucker has been the weatherman at today's show since I've been alive. So they brought in Megyn Kelly, got rid of the both of them. They paid Megyn Kelly. She had a three-year contract for $69 million. And they wanted to give Tamron Hall her next three-year contract for $10 million. Tamron said, uh, y'all got me fucked up. And she left. Right. <laughs> she went and, well, first with the Weinstein Company, and then when the allegations came out, and she and she called um, them at the, and she called the company in the middle of the morning when she filed the deadline article, like, the fuck? Y'all over there raping people? Yeah, I'm leaving. Like four or five o'clock in the morning? <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> in her rollers. <laughs> and right. so now she has a new production company doing it, and the Tavern Hall Show is coming to syndication for fall 2019. ABC. So for everybody who was claiming that they they want her to be hosting um hosting Megan Kelly and now she's fired, I understand. I understand, but she got better shit to do with yes, more money. Uh, Al Roker, of course, is still doing the weather at se- at seven o'clock in the morning on today's show. You know, stirring his drink. We talking to Billy Bush being a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Megan Kelly is at nine o'clock. Of course, the thing is, the nine o'clock hour today is when they interview celebrities. It's mm. like the like it's not like Megan Kelly was doing that Fox when she was doing hard news and then adding her racist um right. bullshit opinion to it. She has to interview motherfuckers like Jane Fonda, who she offended the fuck out of when Jane Fonda mm-hmm. was on the Today Show. She has to be doing, you know, public interest stories and things like that about puppy dogs and ice things cream. Things that socials. show your personality. And she has the personality Obviously, of an automaton. <laughs> she does. I'm sure in real life she's a regular person, but on camera she has this. Her face don't move. It don't emote. I mean, you know, Brandon chemicals will get you fucked up. Oh, I, just, I think you're gonna say evil, which is the same thing. I, just evil. Just don't let your face move. Just it just freezes it in place, like like Cinderella. Uh, <laughs> or what's the lady you said she looked like from uh, Maleficent? Ali <laughs> said Ali said why does she look like she's about to make my daughter prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel and die <laughs> <laughs> I 
I tagged that out in the group in the group uh, on Facebook, and I was like, "Oh shit, Brandon's gonna disturb all of his cubicle mates." <laughs> I called him. I actually got the cubicle and called him in the hallway at work. Like, why'd you write the album screen <laughs> at the office? But yeah, I mean, because Megan Kelly, of course, you know, she's pretty and everything, but her she she's just she does not have a warm personality to be doing public interest and entertainment stories at 9 a.m. on Today Show. Tavern Hall and now Roca did. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Like, you, so it's like, and it, it really has to do with, like, you know, getting the right person for the right job, right? Yes. Like, you, you, for example, you don't cast, for example, Nancy Grace to be on the morning show. Right? No. Because Nancy Grace is a hard-hitting... So she's 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 going for the kill. She's a vulture. Yeah, she's still intense. Right? People ain't had their goddamn coffee yet. <laughs> right, but so you need somebody who's light and airy and, and happy and bubbly and just, you know, that's the kind of person you want to wake up to before you go to work, right? And I don't think Megan Kelly, it's it's just not, you know, it, it's not it's not a good look for your morning show. Right. You know. I have a dumb question. No, no questions, dumb. What's the question? Mm-hmm. I really believe that NBC has some of the best lawyers on the planet. But you got to <laughs> hire some smart people yep. to guard your money. It's hard for me to believe that these folks did not know what they were bringing into the house. No, they did. They did. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So what? my question was, if, if you know what you're bringing into the house... Why are you bringing it to are the house? Are you taking a chip? Like, why do it? Like, wh- I, what, what I was agree the point? With because I why? agree with you on that. There must have been a, a, a really good reason why yes. she's here. No, there's, there I, was like, a really good reason. Um, who is the president of the United it? States at this current moment? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. That's so why. You're, so, Brandon, you're about to basically suggest that the majority of the people who are watching the, the, the morning show are probably people who, you know, who side with the views of the president. No, that's what I'm saying. They want people who side with the president to watch the morning show and boost the ratings. They got everybody else. They want to bring those people in to boost the ratings. That was their, that was their like plan when they hired her to be on the morning show. And they also gave her a primetime show that y'all recall was on air for like a month and they canceled it because it got low ratings. I was like one episode. I think it was (laughs) So they wanted a bit of cross-pollination. Yes. Yes, that was a that was a risky move, though. Oh yeah, like like ABC did with Roseanne. Yes, yeah, the exact they same thing. Because mm-hmm. they were bringing they were bringing a smaller population of viewers into a much larger universe. Wow. Okay, yep. and so yeah, I, they but, knew. But you always, but you always get exactly what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Oh, when absolutely. Try to, when you try to put a when you try to put a snake in a chicken coop, you always get. Yep. Mm-hmm. You get a fat snake and no chickens. Mm-hmm. And, that, and NBC knew for a while that this wasn't working, but they also knew they didn't want to pay her a $69 million pay. Well, I guess like a 50 Well, or they still don't have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. So, I mean, it's like <laughs> so, they just shot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. So let's review what has happened this past week. Tuesday, Megan Kelly Today did a special on Halloween. Jesus. <laughs> and they were discussing Halloween costumes. And this panel, it was Megan Kelly and a bunch of white people <laughs> uh, discussing inappropriate 
Halloween costumes, you know, including like, you know, like Native American costumes, and somehow the conversation turned to blackface. And Megan Kelly got into talking about, well, you know, when I was a kid, blackface costumes were okay. No, um, here's the thing, Brandon. Wait a second. Before you continue. Yeah. The moment she said that, that's actually not a bad way to start a, a topic, right? To say that, hey, in the past, hair is a bad habit that we let go on, right? Um, Ali. That's fine. Ali. No, it's not. But um, what follows? Yeah, but it's what follows. So go ahead. Uh, well, I, well, I want somebody to Google for me Megan Kelly's exact birthday. If y'all can, please, somebody. <laughs> no. <laughs> let me see. <laughs> she probably be a Gemini, or I'm. Let me Google this real quick. Come on, Google. Let me hold on. Let me Google. I think it's like November. Well, 8th. first of all, her name is not her name is not spelled very um, normally, so it's not. Um, Hold on. It's a weird way to spell Megan. Oh, because you want the year. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Wow. 1970. Wow. Right. So she was born in 1970. I think it's November. You said November 8th, Theo? November 18th. 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 1970. Okay. So, so she was a child, trick or treat age between 1975 and 1982, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Was okay. Blackface okay That's... in the ni- late 70s and early 80s? Ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. It really was. It really wasn't. <laughs> no, it was no, the fuck it wasn't. <laughs> no, but no. wait a second. But wait a second. We also have to we also have to factor in that Megan Kelly is probably one of those, you know, really sheltered white kids who lived in a in a neighborhood that was predominantly white. I was gonna say in her little picket picket fence neighborhood yeah. in Illinois. She know. probably never interacted with black people until she got into a, into like college and shit. <laughs> or or high school. Like I'm sure her life was a Christmas story. Yeah, like it was per, like there's yeah, she all she only saw snow. Mm-hmm. Apparently. <laughs> Cause well while I, I will say first person that blackface was never fucking quote unquote okay. It was just accepted oh, right. by I mean, society because society that's didn't know debatable. the fuck better. But by yeah. 1965, 66, 67, certainly 68, that shit wasn't going to fly anymore. You were going to catch riots and stones and shit. You tried some goddamn black yeah. shit. If you went, if you probably were trick-or-treating, like, to your, to, cro- like, crossing over neighborhoods. But remember, kids don't trick-or-treat, kids trick-or-treat in their neighborhood, Brandon. Right. That's it. Right. If you were a parent, you don't let your child go to other neighborhoods, like far, you know, you know, across the street, all that kind of stuff. You get raised in your neighborhood, that's it, right? Also, also note that no, with no cell phones and no recording devices, all those racist underground college parties that used to happen, like on, like on, uh, um, their white people, all that shit was going on completely secretive, right? Mm-hmm. With no record, so no recordings to- of what was happening. Exactly. No one, only, only people, only certain people knew that that was happening. So, so again, I can totally see Megyn Kelly not necessarily thinking that this was, a, this was a good idea, but, but thinking, who's going to care? Who's going to check me, boo? Yeah. Who's going to check me? Right. Who's going to come after me, right? right? And even though the rest of the white people on her panel tried to stop her, she kept going. She said there was some girl who was... Uh, um, did a Halloween costume of Diana Ross. And you know my ears perked up. 
that was one of the one of the housewives, right? One yeah, of housewives. one of the housewives Countess of um, or something. Countess. What was it? Uh, Luann something. Oh, Luann Countess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me see, let me see if I could get a picture of this. Put in the chat. Her. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> This is her idea of a Diana Ross costume. She looked like Marge Simpson. Oh. She like Marge Simpson wearing a Diana Ross dress when she like Marge. Um, but yeah, she's clearly wearing some some sort of like heavy bronzer that might as well be blackface. But yeah, let me, I'm gonna put the link in the chat so y'all can see it. Okay. This is what she tried to say was was acceptable as a Halloween costume. Oh. Yeah. What the? Oh lord. Now. Lord. If you're going to do a Diana Ross costume properly, first of all, I would wash all that shit off her skin. Second of all, keep the dress or the outfit. It's like it's a pantsuit, actually. From here, it looks like yeah, it might be a gown. it's a jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah, the jumpsuit works. The jumpsuit is good. Yeah, and third, get you a regular Afro wig or get one of them, I'm like, get one of them it. beehive wigs. It's, you know, you can look at pictures of fucking <laughs> Diana Ross. She's been photographed 4,000 million times that and see what her hair looked like. That... That goddamn buckwheat saw a ghost ass wig. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> now that shit happened, and immediately the backlash started. And funny thing was, I thought it was gonna blow up because I was like, it's Megan Kelly. People know she's racist, but people weren't having it. They were through, they were fed up. Uh, mm-hmm. The next, you know, uh, Roland Martin was on his his um, radio show talking about it and everything. And then from there, like, this was Tuesday, the 23rd. By the next morning, listen, the Today Show at the 7 a.m. hour had a news story about this on the Today Show. It was like, <laughs> it, it was like Inception. <laughs> it's not Inception. I will throw this for <laughs> They had a four-minute video in the queue to play about Megan Kelly being racist the day before all day fairy program. Wow. <laughs> and they had Al Roker and holding them at a, at a round table talking about, and then the, I don't know the white woman's name, but the white woman was talking about, well, you know, it is hard to talk about since so she is a colleague. Al Roker said, no, no, well, let me tell you listen. the history of blackface. I want, you know? I, want to point, I want to point out just one thing, okay? First of all, Al Roker, as you know, is the, is the resident meteorologist. He's the, not meteorologist, but... He's a weatherman. He's not a meteorologist. He might be a meteorologist a, by yeah. now, but he wasn't for a very long time. But he's the weatherman. Yeah. We are expecting him to predict the weather. And Brandon, boy, did he predict the weather. <laughs> <laughs> because because Al, Al looked at his crystal ball and he was like, there's a storm coming. <laughs> he knew exactly what to do. And that's why, that's why you had that inception feeling. <laughs> and so he was like no we're not gonna do this the history of blackface is too painful and everything people are making fun of blackface since the 1830s we're not doing this it was wrong what she did <laughs> we ain't having it and then at 9 Megan Kelly brought on Roland Martin and I forgot the lady's name she, that, that um, she brought on with him they're both on PBS let me look her name with Sue so I make sure I get her name in here but basically she brought them on because you know it's the thing when people mess up they bring somebody on to cuss them out the next day mm-hmm. and that's what they did I think that's his job now. 
Yeah, to cuss out white people. And I mean, he's up. good at it. Just to sort of, <laughs> just to sort of have them uh, uh, come to Jesus moment. It's yeah. like, okay, if if someone needs to come to Jesus moment, you know, get Roe on speed dial and see if he's free. He can come in tomorrow. Right. Her mm-hmm. name is Amy Holmes. She is uh, on the. Um... Oh wait a minute. She's a conservative on PBS for In Principle. So. Hmm. And she's she worked for the Blaze, so they they found the black Megan Kelly, the tall Megan Kelly, about herself. Oh wow! How do you do that? <laughs> With a lot of research. Oh, I like how basically NBC kind of like set her up, like they just let this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were just like letting these people take shots at her because. It... One, they were already fed up and trying to figure out, like, we have shot ourselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. We got to try to get out of this contract. And then they yeah. were like, oh, the last straw. This is it. This is this is the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, yes. you can get it yeah. They were, probably, they were probably waiting for her to... And to even the like guy this. who's, like, the president came out and was like, this has no place in our new, in our company. And I am highly disappointed. And, I mean, mm-hmm. they just, like, brought out all the stops on her. Yep. Here, here's my question, though. Um... Megyn Kelly is not just any TV personality, okay? She, even though she had some softer pieces on during her segment on, on, on the show, it's not like hard-hitting stuff. Aren't you supposed to do your homework? So, so my question yeah. was, um, Megyn Kelly is not just an ordinary TV personality in this particular scenario, no. right? So I'm thinking, I, I'm, I'm not in show business, but I do know a thing about prepping, uh-huh. for meetings and projects, don't you do your research and your homework before you speak? So even if, even like one of the points that Ali made earlier um, in the podcast was, okay, as a child, you may have done and participated in certain things because you didn't know any better. And, you know, you have to give a little leeway. All right. But once you become an adult and then you enter in a professional arena, and then you enter in a particular type of job where you're talking about various topics, mm-hmm. wouldn't you know, okay? Well, see, I would, you have to think, though, like she spent the bulk of her career at Fox News, where mm-hmm. they're basically allowed to, you know, use their opinion, which is probably not necessarily PC. Like, it's not. I'm also off the cuff. Yeah, they're, ah, so okay. it's like they're groomed and like pushed and allowed to just say things that are racist, homophobic, misogynistic, all this kind of stuff. Yes. Even though she left the country because of the misogynist, misogynistic ways, all that other stuff is still ingrained in her. So she was allowed to say all this stuff for so long. She gets up here to NBC and she's just like, feels like she's a little golden girl now. Yeah. And mm, I mean, I she's been saying, she's been doing little stuff here and there over the past year, but I, I don't know. I guess she just looked up. Yeah. She probably thought she was still at Fox when she made that comment. And so old old habits. Old right. habits. Die die hard. Hard. Yeah. Because most people would know, I'm about to talk about whatever. I'm going to say certain things, but I'm going to no. back it up with, no. I'm going to say, well, you know, this type of thing I did when I was a kid. However, I do understand now as an adult that there's a history of X, Y, and Z, and yeah. it's not okay. Yeah. Also, That's where it should have also gone. she's a white woman and she probably just didn't think that anything would happen to her. Yeah. As well. Oh. I also feel oh. like she might have been trying to needle people on purpose. That she was trying to, I think she thought she was trying to start a conversation. 
you know, yeah, because like then she ended with like, "Get over it, dress how you want to," or something like. She said some real flipping, and it was like, "Oh, girl." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, because that she she thought wow. that she, she her comments her comments made it sound like as if she was saying people are too sensitive. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and I mean, if you wanted to start, if you want, you thought you would start a conversation. You no, you started a fire. Listen, and then like, she, for real. she made it worse than her apology because she started, like, the next day, she started her apology by literally saying, I've never been PC. And it's like, girl, that's not how you apologize. <laughs> that's, yeah. Because that just yeah. made everybody tune out what the, whatever the hell yeah. you want to say after that. Because yeah. why, why would you even say that at first? And I, also, yeah. we should point out, that. she at first, she only apologized to the internal staff at NBC. She didn't initially intend to apologize to the rest of the country who was watching the program. That came later. Mm-hmm. That came after Roland Martin yeah. came on the show and cussed her out. Well, that's, probably, that's because she didn't mean it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. When, when they don't mean it, they do stupid stuff like that. Yeah. So she has a black friend, I'm sure. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> she has got a couple of blacks. Let's- Let's like not Trump. start. Let's not start a conversation there. Did Kanye either. West let's got a cousin or a sister? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I was talking to my friend Shantae. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and Shantae's real name is Mary or something. <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know, next thing you know, Shantae goes to work, and everybody in in in, in the right. office looks at her, and they're like, Shantae, you've got explaining to do." <laughs> right. <laughs> So, Wednesday night, I see article after article come across my timeline. Megyn Kelly has hired new lawyers. Megyn Kelly has dropped her agent. Megyn Kelly has hired a new agent. So, clearly, shit is going down overnight at the NBC offices. Uh, Thursday, they announced that the Today Show, Megyn Kelly Today is on tape for Thursday and Friday. So you like, oh shit, it's happening. And by Friday it had. They announced that Megan Kelly today has been canceled. But she yeah. is still employed by NBC. She has not gotten a payout. They are discussing quote unquote next steps from uh, from what the rumors are saying. She wants her payout and she wants to go. She apparently had already been started calling up other networks trying to see if she can get a new job. She's gotta and get I out hope of her they contract. Say no, we're full. ABC said mm. that they would never hire her, so. Thank God. That okay. only leaves CBS. And she clearly her. ain't going back to Fox. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think they're done with her. Although they got that new digital platform, she might can go on there. Oh, yeah, that fucking Fox streaming service, that Fox mm-hmm. News streaming service that they're starting. The devil no. is busy. Everybody just, every every network that have a big sign on their front door saying no soliciting. <laughs> right. And it ain't like she's going to be broke, so, girl, I have no sympathy for you. Right. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, she's she's one of those people that's good. They're 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 good. She has she she can last at least a, a whole year. Like at least. So she's she's good for now. Um I'm sure since no one gets cancelled forever, she will go right. into she will be quiet for a while and then she'll Maybe her and Charlie Rose can start their own little company. Can they broadcast only on Mars? <laughs> Maybe it'd be like digital only. <laughs> you know what, guys? Yeah. I'm I'm still I'm still side side eyeing NBC though. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because absolutely. I'm not I'm not, you know, defending what she what what was said or what or what happened. However, they were well aware of what was coming in the door. I, I was not I was not there during negotiations, but it could have gone like this. You know what I'm all about. 
You know how I run my business. You know my personality. I say what I want when I want. You good? Because I'm yeah. not changing. And they said, mm-hmm. yeah, we're good. Exactly I'm right why, here. Exactly why I'm still side eye ABC because they mm-hmm. did the exact same thing when they brought Roseanne back and mm-hmm. then had right. to get rid of her. And they're like, right. oh, that has no place here. And it was like, right. But we have years of tweets and everything right. else. Right. Before and then, then, like, right. you know who she was. And then when Man. she's doing exactly what she said she would do and she does it, right. if you yank the person, the very second is like, nope, this is not going to work. But you you waited. And she mm-hmm. did it again, but she cranked it up a notch or two and you still kind of held off. She cranked it up another notch. It, mm-hmm. started, to get, it started to get kind of hot. And then she cranked it up so far that the stench of it you couldn't ignore anymore. And that's when you decided to say, you know what? We can't abide by this. Really? Mm-hmm. So right. NBC News has just published an article today. Um, it is written by Nathan Congleton, who is a former co-student of Megyn Kelly's at Bethlehem High School in Bethlehem, New York. And the headline is, Megyn Kelly went to our high school and no, blackface wasn't okay here when she was a kid. Wow. <laughs> and and well, it's, it's an op-ed. And you said that's on NBC? It's on NBCnews.com. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. They are really... But you know what the thing is? I was reading that, like, a lot of, like, like peer-level people hated her. Mm-hmm. It was really... It's mostly the executives that were sticking by and lauding her around. Like, she was literally this golden child who was gonna, you know, like, kind of bring some more conservative viewers to the network. Yeah. Which I feel like they already had. Like, to me, NBC, like, to, the Today Show was, like, the more conservative news show in the morning. Yeah. Um, and so, and then, and so now they're just like, oh, dang it, we gotta, you know, go the other way and ramp up <laughs> our hatred for her. So, yeah. Like, they're going overboard at this point. To try to prove their point. Yeah. Newsweek claims that uh, she wants to go back to Fox. Will Fox why take would her you, back? Okay, what? No, first of all, that makes no damn sense. Why would you want to go back to a <laughs> network that, like, was it, did she have sexual harassment claims? Or was yes, she did. This? Okay, yes. why, why would I go back to an employer that I basically, like, did she sue them? She sued, right? I think there was a settlement, maybe. Uh, I, don't I don't think know. she sued them. I think that she, she might have she might have settled before they got to a lawsuit. I know I definitely know okay. that she left. I think I think what happened, they, they gave her a payout when she lived when she quit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, like, why would you go back to the play? I mean, granted, she would fit right in, but still it it just does not make any sense. Because you the made this whole don't pay big stink about Roger Ailes and all of them when you left. And then you want to go back, like that's stupid. Yeah, and I say. honestly feel like Cox, I mean, I'm about to say Cox. <laughs> Fox is so, <laughs> it's so arrogant that, like, I would think that they would be like, girl, bye. Like, we're not fooling with you. Anymore. Yeah, they're basically saying that she's a polarizing figure within Fox because, you know, the whole thing. Which is hilarious coming from Fox. Oh, yeah. yeah. She'll get a podcast and possibly a. a uh, satellite show or something. Yep, just like yeah, all everybody yeah. else who left Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just just go ahead and do that, and then maybe after a while, you know, she'll be back, and you know, people will be like, you know, yeah, let's sure, let's let's try this again. But this is, you know, more to more to the the point I was made earlier. This is pretty much what happens when 
executives try to, when they only follow the money, right? Mm-hmm. People oh, are not yeah. concerned about integrity on, on uh, you know, with, with regard to a, running a business, very few people are concerned about integrity, right? We're here to make money. Mm-hmm. So they've realized, they punch their numbers and they realize, hey, guess what? We have a, a, a good opportunity to get, um, you know, a certain uh, number of the population that we haven't been able to reach um, in the past. Mm-hmm. And hey, we have uh, her, Kelly, she's a perfect person to, you know, see if we can get, grab that audience. And they tried it. Yeah. Had, they could care less about the fact that she's antagonistic and possibly racist and, and right. you know, just, just completely off the wall. You know, they're concerned about eyes. We need more eyes watching mm-hmm. our station. That's it. That rat, well, that here's a question for you guys. Let's say NBC wanted to do it again. I'm not saying hypothetically. Let's say they wanted to try this experiment, if you will, again, but with the right, with the right mix of that person to come into the Today Show, who had a more balanced approach. Could they do it again? with the right type of personality. Is it possible? I don't know. I watch I watch Good Morning America, so I don't care what the hell they do. What's the lady who's on the air with um what's that show that's on MSNBC at, in the morning time with uh, where they're like conservative on MSNBC? What's that show called? What's that man name? Um, I'm about to look it up. I like to they schedule. You may have to look at it, yeah, because I don't I don't watch any of the That's all the shit that John be watching. I don't remember the people's names. I watch Good Morning America. That's <laughs> Come on, ABC. <laughs> Listen, as long as Robin Roberts, Michael Strahan, and all mm-hmm. them, that's because they're going to try. Wait, Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan isn't there anymore, right? No, yes, he's still, he is. No, he's, no, he's, he's still there, but he also has a new one o'clock show with um, God, I can't remember her name. Because I, I thought there was a controversy about him not being there anymore, him possibly leaving. No, that was no, no, no. Leaving, he um... just has an extra show. Like he has, like he he's still on Good Morning America, but they also had GMA Day that comes on from like one to two. Okay, that he, that he hosts. Yeah, Ali, you're thinking about okay. um, live with Kath with um, not Kathleen. What's her name? Oh, Kelly yeah, Rippa. Which I stopped Michael. watching as soon as he left. Yeah. He left that show because Good Morning America was hiring him behind the scenes, and mm-hmm. Kelly Ripper was so. Well, he was oh, doing both right. for like because... a year and a half. Yeah. So okay. it was like because I remember the con- that was the controversy. I remember. Yeah, he was that was leaving yeah, one that was show with Kelly. to join another. Yeah, that was that one. Okay. And she got stupid old Ryan Seacrest, and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Morning, Joe. I, Joe I Scarborough. Uh, Mika Brzezinski. That's what I'm thinking about. Mika Brzezinski, probably who, probably somebody who could play the middle. Because mm, like okay. I, I, I have my eye on the horizon. After the, it's too hot right now. The streets are just too hot. Let it lie for a few years or whatever. And I'm going to keep my eye on the horizon. And they're going to try this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, um, they, yeah there's no doubt. No one ever, no one ever gets canceled forever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is just really unfortunate because we, again, this is run by businessmen. Yep. This is not about. This is not a business to for integrity. Yep. So. And yes. man being the operative word. Yep, we'll talk more about men <laughs> in the next in the second half of the uh, episode this week, um, and how you know the patriarchy affects even fictitious characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
that's actually, we're actually at the end of this show a little bit early because we actually are going to be doing a whole episode that is a recap of the brand new Netflix original series, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, so, because um, for those of you who have not seen it, um, there's no way you can talk about this without spoilers, really. So right. we're just going to do it separately. <laughs> That's so much. And we are going to stand. That show was so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good. Like, I haven't been excited about binging a Netflix show like that in a while. Yes. So, Especially an hour-long show, too. Like, yeah, so, so that's our non-spoiler review of the, of the Adventures of Sabrina. It's a good-ass show. Watch it. It's Riverdale done right without um, being 22 episodes and having network censors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is the end of this episode of the Say Something Nice podcast. Um, please go to SSNpodcast.com. To find our show, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, and TuneIn, and wherever else podcasts can be found. I haven't said it in a while, and I apologize. Please leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and on Stitcher so that we can get the show seen by more eyes and so that I, we can all feel the love from the people out there. We really appreciate that. You can find us on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast. And for each individual person, you can find Latria at... Simply Tria. You can find Coffee Light and Sweet at... At Coffee Light Sweet. You can find Ali at... SSN Podcast. <laughs> and you can find Theo at... t Roll Up. All right. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. This has been He Stays With a Nice Podcast. I'm Brandon, and I'm here leaving once again with Latria. Hi. Ali... Yo. Coffee light sweet. It's been a pleasure. Bye, guys. And Theo. Good night. All right. Showtime.